We are a group of friends bound by our appreciation for liberty and good podcasting. Free-minded thinkers from all walks of life, our values come together with one accord to discuss the common culture and news of the day, along with whatever random crap is going on in our lives. Welcome to the Union of the Unknowns. Thanks for joining us this evening, everybody. Tonight, we have a special new event coming from Unity of the Unknowns, and that is Not Your Mama's News, where we talk about events and stories that interest us from the clown world that we live in. With us tonight, you have me, your host, Ashley, Think, Change, Repeat. We also have the ATL Connector, Jackie. We have Keel, and we have Ism Kant. Welcome, everybody. Hey. How's everyone doing tonight? How we doing? Doing great. Okay, who wants to kick us off? So I guess I'll I'll head out and just pick up the um, most hilarious news story that I have seen uh, in quite some time. And that is, of course, from our best friends over at CNN. Who would have guessed it? Um, And it's just, you don't really need anything more than the headline, which is, America just got a hundred dollar a month raise. Aren't they, aren't they America's most reliable news source? They really are, and that's it's. We should really be citing a petition to get uh, Brian Stelter back because I. How do I even know what's news without him to tell me what's news? That's a valid question. Yep. So anyway, it was. It's really just a, an article telling us uh, how lucky we are that um putin has given us a hundred dollar a month raise uh by allowing gas prices to become cheaper uh i suspect if we dig too far down into the article they'll try and you know tell us that biden gave us this this wonderful raise but uh it just it's really clown world when the the when this this article was from uh august 19th and uh do they really think that people have forgotten that the average gas price a year ago was not five dollars and two cents uh which it was when this uh article was written it definitely feels like gaslighting to me is that is that how their logic is working that even though we're still way up high, we're a, a dollar less than what? What was the? I'm not on. I'm not following this logic thread here. Okay, so let me help you out because um, the first sentence reads as follows: Next time you stop at a gas station, think of it as a hundred dollar a month tax cut, or maybe a hundred dollar a month raise. Uh, The study dropping gas prices over the last few months has turned into an unexpected form of economic stimulus uh, because science, I suppose, uh, coming at a time when the Federal Reserve is trying to cool the economy. Does the economy need cooled? I don't know. Uh, Aren't we already at record high inflation numbers? I don't know. I'm just an idiot. Uh, Federal Reserve trying to cool the economy and battle rising prices with higher interest rates. 
seems like trying to cool the economy and battle rising prices are two opposite ends of a spectrum to me. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. But it is CNN, so we know that know. it is fair and honest, and um, an apple's an apple. Some people Very are trying unbiased. to tell you that the apple's a banana, but this apple isn't a banana. It's an apple. Definitely an apple. First of all, I'm offended with the fact that they think they know how much I drive <laughs> to say that I'm even getting $100 a month raise, but what's $100 going to do? Not much. That barely covers my electric bill, apparently, because that's well, gone up. So what yeah, you should do is take it and buy like you. I would say a hundred cans of SpaghettiOs, but I don't think SpaghettiOs are a dollar a can anymore because uh, before long, a can of SpaghettiOs is going to be, you know, a pack of cigarettes in the um, hyperinflation economy. That that's a good point. Are they accounting for inflation in their hundred dollar estimate? So I'm going to be honest, I did not read the entire article because <laughs> I do not need a brain aneurysm. Uh, well, I, no, will, I, I, don't believe. I will chime in and say that I believe that that is some of the um, trickery that they are trying to use because whenever um, the press secretary last week said that, you know, there were, or was it two weeks ago, that there was no no more inflation but basically it was just a month over month and it was only gas prices that helped ease the inflation because we know that everything else has still gone up so it just feels like more trickery and gaslighting for the american people and to try to uh, polish a turd as it were and if that's the case why haven't food prices gone down or anything else and i'll tell you my cigar prices keep going up and up and up and i find that very offensive you should so. keep a log of your cigar prices jackie and just see, you know, so you know the true inflation of, you know, of a commodity. Really, it is a commodity. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it, yes, this could be me, oh, Justin. I'm trying to, I'm trying to turn it off. I don't know if it's me or not. Well, just, just one more quick note from this article, um, uh, from this paragraph titled, Savings Equal Real Money. Uh, Zandi who is Mark Zandi, chief economist for Moody's Analytics. Uh, Zandi still thinks there's about a 50-50 chance the U.S. economy falls into a recession within the next year. Um, thank God that uh, Biden has uh, prevented us from entering a recession by redefining what a recession is. Seriously. Correct. And I, I think it can Are be we in a recession? recession. Yes. Well, yeah. not if you use Biden's definition then if no. you're a domestic terrorist then yeah you're probably <laughs> yeah if you think you're in a recession you're a domestic terrorist oh that'd be a great great uh child's book like uh, uh if you give a mouse a cookie i was gonna say it would be a good routine for jeff foxworthy you might be a domestic terrorist if you just have questions about that pesky election that's better and uh y'all hold up for uh, Ashley and ours co-produced stand-up special. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a banger, folks. Wasn't but, um, uh, Jeff Foxworthy canceled for some reason? Was Not he? Not that I'm aware of. Well, I mean, I 
just because he's, uh, you know, not part of the lefty comedian group? Well, maybe, but I don't think that I don't think that was his demographic anyways on the blue collar comedy tour. Right. He did have some mainstream shows though, you know. He had the Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader and some Grader. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'll I'll refrain from singing. Please sing. I think I think it's good. It's lovely. It's beautiful. Well, you got the voice of an angel. Now you're just lying. <laughs> But I mean, that's, that's, that's about all I had, um, uh, from this article. It was just such an absurd, absurdity. It's a ridiculous concept. Of course. Of course. Like, uh, so while we are, um, talking about issues of potential gaslighting and, you know, sort of changing what is reality right i would like to chime in with one of my articles and actually it's more of a tweet it is an article though politico actually tweeted this and i quote the trump administration pressured the fda to authorize unproven treatments for covid19 and the first covid19 vaccines on an accelerated timeline according to a house report released wednesday now, the reason that I thought that this was so interesting is because per the SPARS document, I believe that was 2018, we know that in their plan scenario that it did come out that experimental procedures that were coerced upon the population would that that if they caused a lot of damage, which 100% seems to be the case, I mean, we've got a lot of evidence for that. We've talked about it a lot in our Discord, um, that what, what approach would they take for that? Would they comfort people? Would they tell people, thank you? But I think we may have a third option. I think they're pulling an okie doke. I think they this would be the okie doke of the century, in my opinion. It, to me, seems like they are so desperate to make sure that Trump does not run again or is not able to run again or is super unpopular. And what they are doing, it seems like, and there's a couple of other um, bits of evidence out there to kind of support this, is that I think they may plan on pinning this on him and the fact that he rushed it and the other the last thing that i would like to say before i turn it over to the group for discussion is that he has it coming he has bragged about operation warp speed non-stop night and day he brought um higher ups from johnson and johnson up on stage to his rallies even though he knows it's very unpopular with his supporters so he's gonna have it coming that's for sure but um like i said this one i didn't see coming i would like to say that cyprian formerly ben armani did tweet about this in 2020 that this would happen and i read that tweet at the time and i um i'm shook what do y'all think i have a question for you okay Define, well, it's a demand more than a question. Define okie doke. What I consider an okie doke, now this this is true, that maybe I'm 
I'm using it incorrectly, but I consider an okie doke what Lucy does to Charlie Brown. I've right. got your football here. Mm-hmm. I'm following it. And I'm, I'm taking it away. I just okie doked your ass and you fell for it. Why is it called okie doke? No. <laughs> is there some like genocidal white supremacist history to okie doke or something <laughs> i i thought you were i thought it was something uh related to obama because he used to say that kind of stuff okie doke hey fuck. oh um i mean okie doke in a um i just pulled a fast one on you that's what i mean okay well and to, to, to get ashley's back here i pulled up okie doke on urban dictionary and their definition is being lied to or someone trying to pull the wool over your eyes. Uh, per example, although they tried to get over on us, they'll soon realize we aren't falling for the okie-doke anymore. Oh. So yeah. I've never heard it used in this context either, but I will give credit where credit is due, and it was used appropriately. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent job. Like that's the definition. <laughs> but I do have a question uh based on that article is <clears throat> was the fbi raid on mar-a-lago related to vaccine documents that could go either for or against uh mr trump well i personally i don't know what i heard originally like the scuttlebutt was that it was about nuclear something or other and of course people were were like come on 18 months later it's a huge emergency now 18 months later are you kidding me that's what i heard about and then um monica on one of her deep dives went into the mar-a-lago raid and then another podcast that she did they talk a little bit more about it and it to me i think this could be some sort of I don't know, just some, just something to sort of bolster that side. You, you, if you are the powers that shouldn't be the predator class, whatever, then by doing the raid on Mar-a-Lago, you not only help the already fracture, you know, you help further divide, um, and help further the fracture that's already been created here. And you also help Trump become you know, hugely popular with his fundraising. My understanding is that they've raised a ton of money off of this. And then this past week, I saw that, uh, or just today, actually, Marjorie Taylor Greene said she was swatted. And I'm just starting to think, you know what? File this under shit that I don't believe. I don't believe you anymore. Like Tim Cass gets rated nine times. Marjorie Taylor Greene gets rated nine, or, you know, like two times, whatever. Trump, I, I don't know. It just is smelling fishy to me. And um, I don't think Tim Cass got raided. He got swatted. Right. Yeah. He got yeah, not raided. Yeah. <laughs> he got what? What did you say, what is the What is he the got, difference between a SWAT and a raid? Uh, a well, SWAT. raid is the federal government coming in. A SWAT is where someone calls and says that there's like a, you know, a BOMB at this house blah 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 oh, and okay. then they come and w- say based off of like false information yeah gotcha. i would say okay. like a raid is a warrant versus a SWAT is a maliciously planned um extradent circumstances where they just kind of bust in okay. and uh, a lot of people have died by cop via for SWAT. sure for sure a SWAT is a prank 
in essence, but it ends up in some cases being deadly. So it's gotcha. Okay. Let's listen here, kids. The Union of the Unknown's official stance on swatting is don't do it. Swats are bad, okay? And anyone approaching you and asking you to do anything illegal should be treated as a federal agent. Fed, get out of there. <laughs> nice try, Fed. Nice try, Fed. One of the articles that I wanted to bring forward was um, something that was on all of our favorites uh, news channel, which we know is always true and honest as well. Uh, which is Fox News, and they the said... The most reliable source in news. <laughs> the most reliable Ooh. source in news, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right there with CNN. Um, at least 181 K-12 educators charged with sec child sex crimes in the first half of 2022. 140 of the arrests, or 77%, involved alleged sex crimes against students, which is uh, kind of crazy. I remember when I was in middle school here in alleged uh, South Florida um, that <laughs> we, had, <laughs> we had a, a computer teacher who used to always sit the girls, uh, the 12 and 13 year old girls that always wore like tank tops or something like that. He would always set them towards the front of the class. And then years later, like in my 20s, maybe early 30s, there was a news story that came out that he got charged with sex crimes against kids. And then that was already a rumor that we were in school. And so I think now as an adult, like I wonder why that nothing was ever done about that or we didn't say anything to any of the other teachers or anything like that because it was always like, you know, kids talking about stuff that we suspected and stuff, but they, we all knew that there was definitely something suspicious going on there. And, um, I remember one time, cause I was terrible in computer class and that he had me grade the papers one time. And then I gave myself an honest grade, which was like a D <laughs> and he's like, he basically said that I could have cheated and gave myself a better grade. <laughs> and I was like, I just, in my mind, I was like, no, I can't do that. You know what I mean? I have to be, he entrusted in me to like answer all this stuff properly. <laughs> Justin, Justin said that I'm bad at computers. Who would have figured? <laughs> well, um, me too. That's what I have you guys for. What do I need to know it? <laughs> well, let me ask you, uh, how did that teacher give grades out? Like, I'm pretty sure none of those girls in the front that he was staring at their boobs got an F. So, well, I, maybe they Probably did. Probably not. F, but a different kind well, of. When I F. graded the papers, which was one time, they definitely would have. Because if I'm going to give myself an honest grade, everybody else is getting an honest grade too. By golly, you're getting the real deal with Jackie at the helm. The real deal. <laughs> <laughs> but that's crazy. I mean, it makes you wonder, like, so nervous about your kids going to school and uh and like I wouldn't even like even though I guess like boys or whatever they they think it's kind of cool if their teacher was hitting on them or I mean if something she's like hot. that but but still if it was my son I think I'd want to you know have some words with that teacher obviously not fighting or anything like that because that's not 
good. Yeah, and the dad would be like, hey, son, come over here. High five. I mean, it's still, at the end of the day, it's still predatory. It's weird. It's creepy. As an adult, like, sorry. Well, as, as an adult, why would you want to, uh, I mean, they're kids. It's, it's gross. Counterpoint though. Have you seen 18 year old boobs? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, we've actually, we've seen 18 year old boobs cause we had 18 year old boobs. <laughs> a long time ago. That's fair. A long time ago. A long yeah, time ago definitely. for me, for sure. It was a long time, but. I'm not I mean, going to comment any further on that subject. True, um, but, it's, but it's like ugh, middle schoolers. Come on. Well, and let me uh, in that article um, from Fox News, uh, the very last uh, sentence is the Department of Education last released a report, and I'm going to need you guys to maybe clarify this for me because I'm not sure I'm reading it right. Uh, last released a report on the topic in 2004 which claimed that nearly 9.6% of students are targets of educator sexual misconduct sometime during their school career. So if I'm reading that correctly, 10% of all students are sexually accosted by their teachers. Am I reading that right? Yes, but I imagine the definition of what sexual, whatever the term was they used. Sexual misconduct. Sexual misconduct, that's a pretty broad term. Yes, right. but also keep in mind that this uh, the report was from 2004, and that was before sexual misconduct meant that uh, I'm a girl and got way drunk and like came on to this guy incredibly hard, and now I regret my decision three months later after talking to a dozen people that say that you can't give consent. If you've had to drink, which is like, you know, 95% of those instances, right? Ladies. No? It, it does seem to be a lot of that. I mean, of course it's, it's very hard to tell unless you're involved in that circle or whatever, but, but certainly it does seem to be a lot of regret. The other thing that I would say is that a lot of people may consider it inappropriate if they are kind of, let's say like hounded into it or like, bothered pestered or whatever but just because someone is pestering you it, to me that does not mean that they physically are doing something to you or threatening you that's a totally different situation and what I would say in my opinion in that case is that a lot of people have boundary issues and that's where work needs to be done and personally I feel like if you are if you as a parent if you have an awareness of that then you can tell and try to to educate your child on a the differences of that but also b like look if someone's pressuring you you do not have to comply to that you do not have to bow to that pressure whether that happens to be you know when you're in college and it may be someone that's looking to to have sex with you or if you are you know in in school and regular high school or something and they're pressuring you to drink like and I know that peer pressure is powerful but to try to arm your child in a way that they are able to withstand that type of thing because just because someone's pestering you that's totally different than physically forcing you to do something or threatening or harassing you 
Yeah, I, it's important that we teach our kids to think independently, you know, that so that they can stop and question and analyze the situation they might be in. So they don't feel like this must be the way things are, even if they don't feel right, you know? Correct. Exactly. To teach them to trust their intuition. If you're in a situation where someone's making you uncomfortable, then believe yourself. If you're wrong, we'll deal with that later. I would rather you be wrong and safe than, you know, than, than compliant or then trusting somebody or going against what you feel in your gut. Yeah. One of the other sections in this article, it says it takes time. It's time to take this problem seriously. He, he said, I call on Congress to appropriate $25 million for a national study of child sex abuse in public schools. So victims can finally get justice and parents can have greater confidence that schools will be safe for their children. So how will $25 million you guys can answer this for me. How will $25 million for a national study of child sex abuse help the victims? How can they get justice out of that? Because the, have, the situation is already done. Maybe it's a future victim? An answer for you. And I think it's kind of like how Congress has passed a law so that they have their um, fund where they can pay out people for uh, sexual abuse uh, allegations and no one has it and it's all under lock and seal yeah or maybe if they if they do the study and they can tease out the various ways where misconduct can can happen then when somebody comes forward and they say hey this happened to me they can say well yeah okay that's legitimate because it matches what we've discovered in the study and then they can pursue legal action at that point. Maybe it's maybe it's just giving them, you know, a stronger case that they can build. But I guarantee you, it's probably more about the politicians who are commissioning the study to get more money. Right, because I'll tell you the one thing that this study isn't aimed to do is aim to stop an issue. Because then, where they were, how would they justify getting another hundred million dollars? Um, yeah. to keep studying it. Yeah. Government, the only place where you fail upwards. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think that often it's like with everything else that we've talked about, it's usually to obfuscate what is actually happening, the truth. It's, it's usually just more nonsense or it's a sleight of hand or, you know, something more nefarious, just, just another money laundering. I mean, who knows? But it almost never or maybe not even almost it literally never does what they say that it's going to do ever well and let's also not forget that social media has banned the word groomer as some sort of hate speech is my understanding yeah oh wow at the end of the day it needs to go back to the parents and the family uh to be able to be there with their kids support them educate them and give them the confidence to be able to come and say something to their parents when something like that is happening, you know, and, well, and it goes back, really goes back to the home. The government's not going to be able to change people because people are going to be people. There's predators that are going to go and be teachers. They're going to go into these organizations where the kids are and all that stuff. And that's exactly what predators do. They're sociopaths. They know how to manipulate and get through the system regardless 
And it always goes back to putting it in the hands of the family and the parents. And that's why step one should be do not send your kids to public school where they have a 10% chance apparently of getting molested. So did that, did that study include private institutions? I don't think it uh, said it either way. Well, the study from 2004 is a 156-page PDF document. And you read um, and absorbed all of that material, I assume. Every single <laughs> word. Uh... <laughs> Uh, but, 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 yeah, it does look like it does include private schools as well. It looks like it includes, let me get back up to page one. Da, 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 da. Um, the way that they define adult or like teacher, you know, let's just call it molester at this point. <laughs> is, uh, oh, I just saw it. Definitions. In this review, educator includes any person older than 18 who works with or for a school or other education or learning organization. This service may be paid or unpaid, professional, classified, or volunteer. Adults covered by this review might be teachers, counselors, school administrators, secretaries, bus drivers, coaches, parent volunteers, uh, lunchroom attendants, tutors, music teachers. Uh, why, why can't... They should, uh, I don't understand why music teacher doesn't fall under teacher, but I feel like I'm getting stuck on an irrelevant part there. Uh, special education aides, which that is just got to be the sickest, like taking advantage of of kids that need their developmentally disabled. That's just ugh. or any other adult in contact in a school related relationship with a student. I don't think I need to define student. Terrible. And the and then just uh, I we brought this up a long time ago, but uh, as far as what they're including here, the behaviors included in the review are physical, verbal, or visual. Examples include touching breasts or genitals of students, oral, anal, and vaginal penetration, showing students pictures of a sexual nature and sexually related conversations, jokes, or questions directed at students. So basically the don't say gay bill from uh, Mr. DeSantis down in Florida. God bless that man. Sure. I, I realize he, he's a bit, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, he he's a Zio guy. He is a Zionist guy, but he's uh, I kind of like what he's doing. Other than that, I mean, I, I like the the fact that he's railing against all the uh, wacko mainstream, you know, trendy bullcrap stuff that we all have to put up with. But of course, I I don't agree with the method. You know the. Uh, I don't, I don't want laws that say we're not allowed to do, like companies aren't allowed to mandate vaccines. You know, if they want to do that, they should be able to do that. But I also don't think there should be any laws that say that you have to have, you have to shut down and you have to wear a mask in public and you have to do this other stuff. As just a regular more, like I would agree 
under like normal like free market conditions but we are so far from normal free market conditions the there's there's no difference between corporations and government anymore it's all just a fascist combination of the two i believe mussolini defined um fascism as a re basically a relationship between the state and the private companies yes that would be correct but um he could he could he could stand up there on his you know governor's podium and talk divisive. Crap. that's the word i was going for divisive he's a divisive, divisive guy yeah. And he could get up there and talk crap about these policies, but he doesn't have to try to push to pass laws to try to protect what he thinks is being protected. Right. Because I think that's a, a double-edged sword. In the moment, it may seem good, but as soon as you have a government trying to regulate what a private business can and cannot do, what they're not allowed to do, it's a slippery slope that, I mean, I think people in our community or you know you don't like that kind of thing because you can understand and appreciate that it's dangerous i do agree but i would just interject with um the before desantis you had basically disney writing the laws of florida because they just they they have so much money that they just give money to the politicians and we all know how that works you know uh now they have to keep their funders happy. So I would rather have the guy that is standing up for what I would consider to be my personal preferences. Uh, will this backfire and shoot me in the foot? Maybe, but I don't really know what other choice there is at this moment. It's not like we have 10,000 Lichtensteins. Yeah, and and I'm, I'm coming at it from, you know, my own personal libertarian views as well but I, I you know there is something to be said for the idea that florida does take all those laws and put them into effect i mean that's part of the american experiment right that we've got this federalist system and each state has its own unique set of whatevers and so maybe him putting in laws that say you can't you can't force your employees to do this or that you know i'm going to protect all my all my people here maybe that's not a terrible thing maybe that's just part of how we as americans are supposed to handle it well, and if, I you guess. if you don't like it down there in florida you can you know move to california exactly that that's exactly what i was gonna say like there's 50 different states with supposedly 50 different you know sets of rules if you don't like the rules at one state you can move kind of like you know everyone's pissed off about the roe versus wade which sent abortion back to the states and like, oh, I can't travel 50 miles east to, to kill a baby. It's like, yeah. I, I don't buy that. Like hundreds of thousands of people in Central and South America a year that are levels of poverty that we can't even imagine living in America, they give up everything and they travel hundreds, if not thousands of miles to make it here for a better like. If they can do that, you can't drive 50 miles west. I'm not mm -hmm. buying it. Yeah. Now there were things that were going on in the beginning, and I don't I don't know where they're at now, but I if I remember correctly, there was a law in Texas that was trying to prevent people from leaving the state in order to get an abortion. 
and they were i don't know how they were executing that law but they were trying to put something in that was like that now that's something i i would absolutely not agree with because texas can't regulate commerce between states so yeah, i think i think that law is unconstitutional it's yeah it, that would be the same thing as saying if you go to california and smoke weed and then come back to texas then we're gonna arrest you in texas for smoking weed in california yeah i i think that uh and this is worth clarifying for us too but i believe what it was was that you were allowed to be sued if you assisted in someone getting out of the state for an abortion i think that's what it was it was something Crap. weird um and and monica talked about that on the show because they covered it on the prop report at that time and she said so what what are you gonna do you're gonna like sue who are you gonna sue you know it was it was a very weird law you could sue honda because that's the car company that was helping me leave the state Yes. And I think she mentioned something like that. So does that mean you get to sue Uber driver or, you know, right. some, it was, I would was argue that you could, you could sue the Uber corporation. There you go. Hey, who, yes. who's looking to make a few quick bucks? How about you do this? You get an Uber to take you out of state, go get your abortion, get an Uber to come back and then turn around and sue Uber for helping you to get your own abortion. Well, there you might you as well use Lyft on the other way back. Then you have two parties to sue. Double it up. Let's do it. It's a genius plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my All right. goodness. Kiel, what about you? What news did you bring us today? I, I got a story not from these parts. This comes out of Australia. So Clown World is actually worldwide. Keep it's this global. The, the headline reads, Woman sues psychiatrist who approved trans hormone treatment after their first meeting. Wait, read that again for me, please. Woman sues psychiatrist who approved trans hormone treatment after their first meeting. So the story goes, this woman went to her psychiatrist. She's, she's 19 at the time. And is talk it talks the or the psychiatrist about her uh, her gender issues, and he approves or prescribes or however they do it down there in Australia. Uh, you know, oh, this hormones. is from Australia. Yes. Okay, so it's shout it's, out Stella. Yes, Stella's Stella's land. Wait, is Stella the complainant? <laughs> I don't think so. It, the person's name is. Langadinos. I don't know if that, I don't think that's Stella. Don't they use English in Australia? <laughs> You'd think so. I feel like that's missing. That's, 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 there's no, that's like all vowels. I'm pretty sure you need consonants and vowels. I, I agree. So they met once and he prescribed hormone treatments and then she went ahead and got her breasts and uterus removed whoa and now she's suing her own psychiatrist for approving these these treatments for her whoa he basically said he basically he's basically saying she wasn't in her right mind and he should have talked her out of it and said you shouldn't go through with this procedure 
but where is there any self-responsibility in this whole situation? Because she still went through and made the decision to do that. Well, so there's, there's no accountability lot, at all. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, there is. I've, and I would like to chime in. So the doctors who did the surgery are, are should also be on the hook. Maybe, but she's only suing the psychiatrist, as far as I can tell, because the doctors that did the procedures, they got approval from her psychiatrist to do all this stuff. And so she's upset because she was only there once. But I got to say, you know, this day and age, what psychiatrist is going to reject? So, like, so not going to tell you. Exactly. You why don't you, why don't you wait about 10 years or so before you do it, make a decision like that? That's not gonna, that's not gonna happen. No, they would be canceled for that. They would be considered transphobic. They would be considered hateful and whatever else you want to throw at them. Absolutely. You, um, I'm pretty sure be, you can get a malpractice suit for denying someone gender affirming care. And what a, what a world we live in where that's what that's called. Gender affirming care. Now this, well, I guess she's a man, but, uh, she's now 31. So this happened when she was 19. Oh, wow. So that was what? 11 years ago. Yeah. And, uh, so that's what 2011 in 2016, she said, quote, she came to the realization that she should not have undergone the hormone therapy or the first and second surgeries. That's when she realized that she probably made a mistake. Wait, this was three surgeries? Uh, no, she did hormone treatment first. Okay. And then she got the two surgeries after that. I don't, I'm not sure you can blame the psychiatrist, although, you know, really, you can't, you can't, any rational physician should be telling anybody that young, at least, wait, and, you know, we can work on this in other ways, but don't make these irreversible decisions at this point in your life. 100%. I mean, there is a precedent for, um, for doctors to even tell young women, even in their mid twenties, no, I'm not going to do a hysterectomy on you because you are still very young and you may change your mind because, um, you, you know, people are having children up into their forties these days. So it's, it's tragic. It's truly, a, it is a tragedy. And, you know, you are young and impressionable at 18 years of age. And um, that's why it's so dangerous to be able to say that three, four and five-year-olds can decide that they are or are not transgender and that they should be put on medication. It's, it's very dangerous and horrifying. Well, I, I would typically take Jackie's position, which is where's the self-responsibility but at the same time, if she's going to a psychiatrist, that is an admission that she is not in a state to where she is mentally fit to be making, you know, these deci these decisions on her own. Um, the real wall that I see coming, I keep saying her, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl at this point, but I'm just going to keep saying her, um, is that Australia is just terrible 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 anymore so i seriously doubt that she's gonna get any lead away with that although i do pray that um she does if nothing else just to set the precedent of you can't just 
do that to someone. That's yeah, that's, I think that's that wild. we're going to see a lot more of this because it's going to take time for people to realize they made a mistake. And, you know, obviously this took some time for her. And I, I think that was a very early example of that sort of. And you said this was. Mentality. You said this was in 2011, right? She was 19 when she went to the psychiatrist and she's 31 now. And it says in 2016 is when she realized that she had probably not made the best decision. Do does anyone remember when Owen Benjamin got canceled for saying that a um a four year old can't does isn't responsible enough to uh, pick their own gender? Wasn't it around that time? I don't know the exact date, but I know it's been many years now since he was canceled, and he might have even been canceled before Alex Jones. Um, I'm not sure how that order played out, but I, I was going to say, too, a point that I've seen people make about the gender reaffirming issue is that, okay, so back in 2008, the big banks were very criticized for predatory lending, right, as, as being part of the housing crisis and that kind of thing. And I'm not saying that there wasn't an element of predatory lending. Sure. If they're, you know, that stuff can get very overwhelming and very um, complicated. And if they're trying to, you know, if you desperately want a home and they're giving you an adjustable rate mortgage and they're telling you, yeah, you're going to have 3% for the first three years. And then after that, it goes to 15% or whatever. I'm not saying that that is not possible and that that didn't happen. But people were made the point, they were like, these people are adults. They agreed to this mortgage. Fair. Um, I can see both sides, but I would say, I think that predatory lending did happen. Then you have, um, in today's day and time, we have the very hot topic of student loan debt, you know, and they are, they desperately want student loan to be forgiven. Um, these people were only 18 when they agreed to, to spend $200,000 for their gender studies major or whatever. Like they shouldn't be on the hook for that. Okay. I mean, I disagree, but at 18, you are very young and that is a huge amount of debt. And maybe you don't have the understanding of the real world experience to put together that, man, I'm going to be paying on this grinding forever. And especially as economic conditions deteriorate, right? So, okay. So you're telling me that grown adults can't take out a mortgage because it's predatory. That 18 year olds can't take out student loans because they, they, they lack the understanding, but a three-year-old can decide that they're transgender. It's sick. It's totally fucked. It's like, what are you saying? Wake up. Yep. It's insane. Well, we I should, would just say, I'm sorry, go ahead, Keeltor. I was going to say, we should take back the term woke, you know, because that doesn't mean what it means today. It means no. something else. Awake, not woke is, right. what, is what I like to say, because I woke has been completely corrupted it's rotten oh and and uh, owen benjamin was was on uh, i was gonna say he was just on but it was a little while ago he's on pete quinones quinones's show uh not too long ago if you aren't familiar with him i do definitely recommend checking him out he is uh a comedian uh and now homesteader uh great story great guy wasn't he um, on one of Sam Tripoli's podcasts at one time? Probably. 
I think somebody was saying that he was and that it was a little um contentious at first but it but it ended up ending well I didn't listen to that one but yeah Yeah, he's a hot topic yeah he's a hot topic if you can go he he's his he does like musical comedy where he does like funny songs and stuff uh and it, it was really funny i do recommend if you uh like to laugh go check him out check out his specials he has like four or five i think but i would say that like off topic just on the the predatory lending um what i would i do agree with you but at the same time um the government was basically mandating that the banks give out these loans to people um under you know penalty and on the flip side of that they were guaranteeing all of the loans for the banks so it was kind of a catch-22 for them you know get in trouble if you don't and lose nothing if you do well Uh, and i would also just say like is there a difference between government and banks at this point i don't i just feel like they're so intimately interwoven together honestly i feel like we've been in a fascist state for a very long time we maybe didn't recognize it and i certainly didn't in 2008 i was totally clueless i was like oh okay okay the first time home buyers credit you know like i didn't i wasn't aware of what is going on and i do think of course that 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 fall that that crash was set up you know it I think it was set up just like the one that we're about to experience has been orchestrated. I don't know if they're set up, but I would definitely say they're inevitable. I think that they are set up. And my reasoning for that is because if you look at companies like, who is it, Blackstone, a subsidiary of our America's favorite investment bank, BlackRock, that they're buying up property at unbelievable rates. They're paying cash offers way over asking price because you don't get to be 2030 owning nothing and being happy about it if somebody didn't done buy up all the damn houses. So I think that that's part of it. But what they do is orchestrate or help to facilitate the bubble, bubble, bubble. It pops, then they come in and they swoop on the maggots of what is left because they're predators, they're vultures. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I, I remember uh, in college, I, I got a student loan, and I'm not a dummy, and I know what a loan means, but in order to uh, qualify for the student loan, I had to sit in these classes, and they would write up on the board, all right, this is a loan, you will have to pay this back, and they would just keep saying that over and over again in different ways. And then you had to sign a paper where you agree, yes, I understand, as you have to pay this back. And I always felt so insulted because I'm like, what? why do I have to sit here? I understand what a loan is. I just need to get through school and I need the money right now and I'll be fine. But I guess uh, people don't pay attention in class. You think that's bad. I didn't go to college. Now I'm stuck on the hood subsidizing all these people's four-year drunken bingers where they go and experiment and drink and have tons yep. of sex and parties and drugs. And I mean, I don't get me wrong. Those are all great things if, if you know, you can pull them <laughs> off. But uh, college for that. when I did it, I paid for my own. Like, <laughs> I, you know... Was- I, I may apply for a ten thousand dollar 
student loan for my daughter sometime in the next year. So I can immediately have it wiped out and then just keep the 10 grand and <laughs> wouldn't that work, well, right? Put are it they, in like uh, a 403B. Uh, yeah. Are they still giving out PPE loans? Maybe we can get one for the podcast. <laughs> there we go. Um, I did see someone make the point that um, a couple of points about this actually, but that if you are putting into the system and you have an opportunity to get the money, then you should do it. Um, you know, which I get because it's your stolen money. Like if you've been working, you've been grinding, like if any of us have a chance to get our money that was stolen from us back out of the system, then theoretically we should do it. I but, um, but it's just, it, it just shouldn't be happening and we shouldn't be in the position that we're in. And it goes back to, you know, our favorite nemesis, which is government, government fuckery, government, government meddling, um, that we're in this situation. And besides that fact, college should never cost what it costs. And if without that government meddling, it never would have been there to begin with, you know? Yep. So it's just, this is a frustrating situation. My yeah, try is. My, my thought is, is that if the government still goes to invest in people's education, are we going to end up going to when it was like the USSR and they start telling you what you can and can't take in school and what education is okay, even though you have no skills or aptitude to be a doctor, we need more doctors. So you need to go to, you need to go to school to be a doctor. They yep. were, they were just doing that with something. I don't. Pilots, I think, I think it was pilots that they were real, like they were cutting down like all the hours you need uh, yeah. for training because of the pilot shortage. I remember hearing about that. And well, I, heard, I heard a blip today that they're doing that with teachers. I was listening to the podcast, Really Graceful, and she said that they are now in Florida because of the teacher shortage. They are having vets with no degree or like two years of college are now going to be eligible to teach classes because of the huge teacher shortage that is happening at the moment. And the, well, one other quick thing I was going to say, I do refer to it sometimes as the USSA because I certainly feel like that's where we're headed. And then on top of not being able to be in or get admitted to something because of something else or being pushed into something because of something else. One blip that I did bring on the dailysignal.com, there was a story about the DC mayor says no school for unvaccinated kids, not even virtual, which is of course, absolutely ridiculous. It's punitive. It's completely silly, especially after the new guidelines from CDC. And this is, um, and this is a black woman who's saying this actually. And there's a larger percentage of black teens in DC who would attend public school and they're not going to be allowed into school because they're unvaccinated. And, and that is something that was an issue in New York too. A lot of the black population, because they know better, they know they can't trust the government experiments and they didn't take it. Hmm. Well, my, my first comment to that would just be uh, as far as the, the removing educational standards from teachers is, is that all they're doing is reading out of the book anyways. 
I don't I don't have too many issues with that. Uh, I don't think I uh, ronpaulhomeschool.com self-taught homeschool curriculum. If you have any kids that uh, you're weary about sending to people that literally want you dead, and I would also say yes. if you have any kids that are getting up to the college age, there are great programs out there like Praxis, which are basically mentorship apprenticeship programs. Uh, where they set you up with a company and you get a paid education while you work at that company to build your job skills and actually learn your field instead of just going into hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. And then, because here's the thing, it doesn't matter what ed- education you have. When you go to a new job, they they're going to have to train you regardless to get you to do what they want to do, how they do it. True. And definitely shout out the good doctor. Sorry. Yeah. Well, happy we all birthday, know. Dr. Paul. Yeah, happy it birthday. birthday over the weekend. We all know that while certifications and degrees and employment requirements of that nature are not without merit, but the legal, like the, the law, the law requirement for you to have those things in order to to do whatever it is you want to do for a living is complete bullshit and only contributes to uh, making things more expensive and harder to obtain and barriers to entry is is a phrase we all know it's 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 a offensive to a free market hundred percent. Well, on that note, um, Government is you lying. have you have the police uh, that uh, buh, 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 sorry, I'm I'm googling in real time. Um, so to be a police officer, on average, uh, in Georgia, it's an eleven week program for the Georgia Police Academy to get a license to literally kill and kidnap. To <laughs> uh, anyone have any ideas? Anyone want to take a guess how many hours? Of training, you need to be a barber in the state of Georgia? 500 hours. 1,500 hours to cut hair. You have to have 1,500 hours of training to cut someone's hair. Uh, Let's do uh, 40 hours a week, 11 weeks. I don't know if this is going to pull up or not. That's a a Uh, whole topic for us to get into, honestly, is just licensure. alone and it is a real barrier to entry and that is punitive to people that are that are poor because sometimes you can't afford to pay 300 or 400 dollars to take the state board or and then another like 200 for this licensure and oh you it's, know, it's thousands whatever. it's thousands of dollars to go to barber school yeah i just meant to take once school is done taking school out of the equation the other red tape like you have to have applications uh, to submit for the test, to take the test. I mean, because I went through my own schooling for massage therapy and it's, it's so many hoops and it's a ton of money and, and never mind your renewal. However often they want to dictate you to have to renew and the money that you have to spend for continuing ed and all that stuff. Yeah. And for the record, um, uh, if, you're, if we're doing 11 weeks at 40 hours a week, that's 440 hours. Cops need 440 hours to 
to violate people's rights in Georgia. More than three times as much to cut a, someone, cut a hair off someone's head. Because, yes. you know, it's very dangerous to, to cut hair because yeah. who wants to go three weeks with a bad haircut? I definitely don't. Um, okay, well, everyone, we are coming up on our hour timeline. So I just wanted to see if anyone else wants to wrap it up, if you have anything that we want to say. And after that, we will uh, we'll sign off for the evening. Anybody? Well, I'll go last. Does anyone else have anything to, to tag on there? I say uh, I think this was really great, and let's do it again. Definitely. I'm good. Okay, and then since this is not your, your mama's news hour, um, just a quick quick little news uh, story for all of you uh, to research on your own time, which is pretty fun. Um, in 1978, a man named Rodney Alcala, A-L-C-A-L-A, I'm sure I'm butchering his name, uh, he appeared on the excellent show, The Newlywed Games, uh, and uh, he's often referred to as the dating game killer because of his 1978 appearance on the television show in the midst of his murder spree. So he took a little bit of time off uh, work to go and uh, do a game show, <laughs> and uh, I feel like that's the kind of content I want to provide here, which is just insane uh, stuff for, you know, y'all to sit on and enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. I actually really like that. So maybe we can add that to our show that we will end every week on a story. And since it's not your mama's news hour, we're not spoon feeding you. We're not force feeding you. We want you to research. So maybe we'll start giving you a homework assignment at the end of every episode. Check it out. And then we can um, maybe kick off our following week with a little tidbit about that story. Um, the other thing that I would like to say is that we do have an email address. If you would like to reach out to us, that is union of the unknowns at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter account where you can reach us. That is at union unknowns again, at union unknowns. So we love the interaction. We appreciate the people that have been listening to the show who have provided feedback for us and who are engaging, who are sharing, who are reviewing. We are really grateful for that. So thank you so much. We do have a phone number. Uh, also, I was reminded of that, but let me see if I can find that for us very quickly. <laughs> so while you're looking that up, so if anybody wants to call in and comment or have, uh, yeah, if they want to comment on any of the news stories that we've mentioned uh, on our episodes of Not Your Mama's uh, News, uh, just give us a call, let us know, and we may play your recording live. <laughs> or you can go ahead and just shoot us an email as well. And, yes. And, I'm we'll, and if it's entertaining, we'll probably read that live. Hate yeah, mail, I love mail, send it all. We can include the phone number in our show notes because I can't find it right now. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. All right. <laughs> thanks, everyone. All righty, okay. thanks. Good to see all of y'all, and uh, we'll see you uh, uh, for the next regular podcast uh, in a few days here, and next week for another presentation of Not Your Mama's News Hour. 
Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Union of the Unknowns. You can find a new episode every month on all your favorite podcasting networks.